0: Good afternoon everyone welcome to gcp it's an acronym you know we have got today joining us the one and only kieran laforte of dd teach hello kieran hello how are you doing Yeah, doing well kieran good to have you back on today it's uh um, <laughs> I... it's only me and thee, as um our Jeff yeah. has decided to fuck it off for a pint in the sun with Mr. Lane.
1: Well, we did get the dark match running from the tag team of Chris Lane Chris A and Jeff Ogden. Uh it was a it was a fun time. Unfortunately, we weren't recording at the time.
0: Sadly uh, not, sadly no, not. No,
1: they gave us all their thoughts on the show we're gonna talk about today. I don't know why we're talking about Japanese wrestling on is this is G C W podcast?
0: No, no, <laughs> Google Cloud Platform, you know. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's no way Graps and Claps presents. So I probably, think
1: you guys should have started up a show that just reviews um, lunches and hotel and uh, and toilets and call it Craps and Baps.
0: Craps and Baps, yeah. yeah. Hey, come, come, also come unrelated
1: see. to any previous podcast that, that may rhyme with.
0: Well, maybe so. I don't know. I, mine and Jeff's interest levels in British wrestling are at an all-time low, so uh, yeah. maybe toilets and food are the way to go, isn't it? Maybe it is. So, um, what we're going to get into today is Pro Wrestling Noah, two thousand and eight European Navigation,
1: or navigate um, to Coventry, as I called it, because I couldn't remember the name of the show.
0: <laughs> nobody wants to navigate to Coventry, that. No. Trust me. Um, but before we actually get into the show, I, I did want to ask Kieran his thoughts, as we always do when he's mm. when he's on the show, about um, the old AEW
1: it's either that you make me talk about nxt uk um have
0: have you seen seen any nxt (laughs) of course i
1: fucking haven't uh no i haven't um yeah i generally i generally like aew i think they make some missteps like you know the whole um roar of honor ending to um dynamite this week
0: oh god he was awful weren't what it? what was that
1: guy? it was like it had been teleported in from another show it was like vince had taken over for the last two minutes of the show it was so weird yeah
0: um
1: but the rest of that show was really good like all the matches were excellent um yeah. and then for some reason well you had a vince mcmahon trope for the last two minutes i don't know what the what the point of that was but
0: no, and t- Tony Schiavone trying to get it over as, as good as possible. Well, yeah, to, to their credit... He seen the Yeti, hasn't
1: Well, yeah, to their credit, when WWE do that, it's always, who is this large man tuning in next week to see if we have any answers? Tony Schiavone was like, I recognize him, I know him. Yeah. Like, he was immediately named, which is a start. Um, he's not just some mysterious man, but, like, when you do lights out, for a for a reveal um you generally it's generally somebody people know who it is when the lights come back up you know uh, i guess they didn't want to have him lumbering down the ramp maybe no and he's a bit big to hide under the ring you uh but... <laughs>
0: his feet are <laughs> be hanging out at the end yeah. it's, like, it's yeah. like me in bed
1: yeah it's like feet one end and head the other
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah um <laughs> what do you mean curl up in a ball um yeah, so that was a bit odd. Like I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be a name when the lights came back up and it was just it was just a giant man in a an admittedly nice suit. Um but hopefully this is just like to kickstart an angle for Ring of Honor and it won't necessarily be back on AEW TV.
0: Yeah. Keep it uh, keep but, it well hidden sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Um but the rest of the show was really good. Like all the, I'd love the matches on it. Um, it was really good when it came to like in-ring action it was a very very strong show
0: yeah I and then rampage was... was
1: nxt takeover rampage
0: yeah uh, so well we always seen that today and um mm. the ruby solo against that uh, robin robin renegade which is a terrible name for a wrestler mm.
1: and, uh, what, uh, right?
0: what, what was the sister the called
1: uh charlotte but it's spelt weird Ora. um the, what is the point of doing Twin Magic if it's not going to be the finish? If that's the first time you're doing it and it fails, then there's no point in ever doing it again. Like, you just look like an idiot the next time you do it and it fails. So, yeah, that was like, that had me convinced that, that Robin Renegade was going to win. And I was like, but why would they put her over Ruby Soho?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was very odd. Um, uh, and also going from. Seeing Kenta Kabashi doing machine gun chops in the corner to Ruby Soho trying to do the same thing was a bit <laughs> a bit of a trip. Yeah. Yeah. um I like that Wheeler Utah is now over as fuck. Like mm. he has been made the last couple of weeks by Danielson and Moxley.
0: They're the most interesting thing on the show for me. The, uh, I think they the are. BCC. Yeah. yeah. Did
1: you hear? And then like anytime Riegel is on commentary with Taz, they're so funny together yeah like it regal immediately sits down he's like oh i'm having a nightmare of a hair day <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah They're very funny yeah. um exactly. he's uh, like he always
0: compliments uh man in the mask don't he yes
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah the man in the mask is uh he's very knowledgeable but he's like he, uh, that's been done well like he won't i don't know when he will actually refer to excalibur by name but like it's a step in the chain of respect because like The first time he sat down, he would. the first time he did commentary, he was talking to Ross and he was talking to Shivani because he knows them. And Excalibur won him over by his knowledge of commentary. And I think the ultimate sign that he finally respects Excalibur will be when he calls him
0: by name. Yeah. Yeah. But he's been welcoming to Shennani Regal.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. He's clearly having the time of his life as well.
0: Yeah. Um, What did you think of the main event?
1: 4.40pm on the West Coast and Adam Cole is bleeding all over the place. Like, that was just before tea time in the US in some places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was then... T- it
0: was hardly anything, were it? The, the blood, you know, it Yeah, I think he to forgot really to take his aspirin
1: in. before he stuck the blade in. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, Paige's mouth exploded when they did the moonsault into the superkick thing. So everybody's bleeding all over the place. I like the spot with the the chain tied to the top rope, and he yeah uh, yeah yeah use, use it, it like
0: to... clothesline, didn't it?
1: Yeah yeah. But that was that was a defensive move. What was his original plan for the chain? What was yeah, he going to do I with it if if that. Cole hadn't if Paige hadn't run at him for a clothesline? Like, what was he going to do with that chain? Like maybe tie him up with it later. But yeah,
0: it's it's like when you do like um like a tables match, and you somehow just go to the outside, set up a table for a spot that's about. Thirty, thirty
1: yeah. minutes later, yeah, Chekhov's table. Um, yeah, it was it was a takeover main event, I thought, uh, particularly when the uh, like we had to do the spot with the camera in there so you can hear that hear what Cole is shouting in Paige's face. Yeah, I hate that I hate stuff. It. It's so bad. Um, it generally, I mean, it was the finish made me piss myself laughing for some reason. I don't know why it was just really funny with uh uh Cole with the barbed wire wrapped around his head being dumped through the table. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean it was fine, but like I said, it just felt like an NXT match.
0: Mm. I think I ended up giving it about three and a half on grapple. It, yeah. That's it it fair was enough. just it was just bits like, you know, the old um looking into their hands and what have you. Talking yeah. at. the bit where Adam Page did the sack of shit off um off mm. the top rope and you just just see a close-up of Adam Cole's face or like you know the yeah shot like, face like that it's just yeah
1: I did like the overhead shot of that because he threw him so far to make was, sure he hit those chairs
0: yeah. It was yeah good distance that weren't it yeah he do do well in like the shot put of the javelin with Adam <laughs> Page
1: he's got an arm on him
0: for but sure generally it's been um, good over the last few weeks has been I think three, three weeks running where there's been a match yeah. four stars and above. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And that's what it was, you know, early on. Like, you could guarantee that they would have, like, a kill at least one killer match per week. And then that kind of tailed off for some point. And it was, like, it was a disappointment when you didn't get a match. You didn't get a pay-per-view quality match one week. Yeah. Um, and, like, I thought, like, Wednesday's Dynamite was not, like, an A-level pay-per-view like, you could have made a B-level pay-per-view out of that show.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, generally, like, it's the only show I watch every week. The only promotion I watch every week. I don't watch WWE every week. I can't watch DDT every week despite doing a monthly podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's my, it is my weekly wrestling. is
0: Dynamite and Rampage. It was still that battle of the belts, which seems a nothing, a bit of a nothing it's show. So they've
1: done it twice. They've clearly realised that it's not worth anything. Yeah, and like they, the same week as they have their Saturday night battle of the belts special, they'll have their, they'll do pay per view quality stuff and defend their other titles on the weekly TV shows. Why wasn't Paige and Cole in the Texas Deathmatch the headliner of a show called Battle of the Fucking Belts? <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a Ring of Honor world title match on an AEW Battle of the Belt show. I don't care about Sammy Guevara. I'm gonna end up watching it anyway, because I'm an AEW TV completist, but like I don't care about seeing Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara for that fucking TNT title again.
0: It's been it's been one of the worst feuds going that, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. I, and like I kind of think they might be tempted to have Sammy win it back, and I'm like, why? What's the point?
0: Probably, hopefully you don't, for a heel run, but I
1: don't even see that that coming. He's made himself a heel. Like, him and Ty Conti are insufferable on TV. They're just so hateable. And I don't know what it is. Uh, and it wasn't even, like, the I don't give a shit about your kid line, because I don't give a shit about anybody's kids. Like, I can relate to that. But, and like, that got him massively booed last week. Um, yeah, they... Uh, They've got themselves over his heels somehow, despite... They, they're they getting cheered against Dan fucking Lambert. <laughs> How do you manage that? Getting booed against Dan Lambert, excuse me. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well,
0: mm. it ends up being... Even with Dan Lambert, it's the same old bloody promos, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know if he's run out of material quickly or they just, like... they figured out that that's the hit. That's what works. I don't know. But, yeah, I... I don't, I, I don't enjoy when they appear on any of that group appear on my TV. And they, yeah. did a pro- they shot a promo on Wednesday with Lambert and Scorpio and Ethan Page against the old metal rolling shutter doors that they love so much. And there was a flashing light going off on one side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they'd interrupted a photo shoot or there was an alarm going off somewhere or what. But it's like, can you not find somewhere else to do this? Mm. Or Wait.
0: Yeah, very odd. Right, um, that's, I think, the AEW chat done. Let's get into um, old pro wrestling, Noah, in, mu- in much better times for the uh, promotion, unlike in 2022, when it's the uh, the bane of everyone's uh, of life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, back when they put their titles on Sensible People. Well, actually, no, I'm not so sure about that on this show, but we'll talk about that.
0: We will do. Um, so, from the Coventry Sky Dome, where every bugger ran... In the- <laughs> in, the, in the early 2000s and, it
1: was a decent uh, sized building in the middle of the country so like it was the same amount of time to get there no matter of where you were pretty much it wasn't like you know oh, if you're coming from scotland it was six to eight hours to get into london you know it became more, a bit of a more reasonable proposition unfortunately mm. it was in coventry <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly i think this was mm. i think this was actually the first time i had been to coventry so mm. I, I i find it hard to like work out where i actually stopped in coventry probably like a travel lodge somewhere i don't think i slept were in somebody's
1: car for this show yeah yeah so uh i imagine i'm here because i directed this show uh, the cameras and whatnot um we'll talk about how shit that is later um <laughs> um i didn't get paid for it i've only seen it once i've never been given official dvd for it so i had to pirate this fucking show (laughs) um i've only seen it once between now and between then and now um uh and there was some sort of screw up with the hotel rooms and me and two other people ended up sleeping in somebody's car
0: what what type of car um
1: it was an estate so it was big enough for three of us uh so it wasn't like we were all crammed into a a kia seed or a you know a nissan micro or something it wasn't like three, yeah it wasn't three three six foot blokes in a bubble car or a mini but <laughs> yeah it wasn't the most uh comfortable night's sleep i've ever had
0: so um yeah coventry to be honest i i only remember like the pub next door to the sky i also remember the sh- chicago rock there it, it wasn't he it wasn't the best the, the best night out i will say um, that.
1: Well, it wasn't my best night either because I was tearing down cameras and cables and then keeping in the back of a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there for this for British Uprising 3, uh, Universal Uproar. Yes. Which was the only other time Kenta Kabashi has been in the country, I think. Yeah. Uh, and after Uproar, there was a. it. They weren't Triple X then. It might have been Midlands Pro Wrestling at the time. They did a show in that little pub that triple X ran the day after universal uproar. So I was there for that. I remember, I remember watching this. I remembered almost nothing about it.
0: Um, so with, um, like that, that, this was the first Noah show. Generally, a lot of the stuff people will have known will have been from the wrestling channel. What would that have been like defunct by then? Uh,
1: 2008. I don't know. Uh, it wouldn't have been the wrestling channel. It might have been rebranded. It would have been rebranded at least as TWC and it might have been bought by Fight at that point. F-I-G-H-T, not the F-I-T-E that's around now. Uh, and then it was rebranded again as TWC Fight. I can't remember when any of that happened. Yeah. Um, but what the, one of the reasons like Mo Chatter is on commentary is because when they showed Noah on the wrestling channel, Noah's one of the highest rated things on the wrestling channel um that Mm. world of sport did really well yeah um and they showed noah with japanese commentary but they had mo chatra do voiceover intros to each episode basically quickly explaining any angle that might be behind the matches you were about to see that week Mm. um yeah and he was like he was always been a big champion of the company like he would be writing about it for power slam and that kind of thing
0: well were you ever into to noah back in the day
1: uh, not hugely, a bit. Um more so two thousand and three-ish. Um but not like, massively. It's always been sort of existing on my periphery. And I kind of once it when it uh, when Wrestle Universe launched, I was like, Oh great, it's a chance to get into modern Noah and then they booked it to shit and I don't want to watch it anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But the modern stuff like the the um uh keno and nakajima stuff Mm. like their matches their matches have been really good and uh, kaito kiyomiya and those kind of people but like then putting their title like every japanese company seems to do at the moment on an immobile man in his 50s because he refuses to lay down for anybody else is like i don't want to watch your show anymore
0: yeah oh no they've burnt a lot of bridges this particularly uh, when you're particularly
1: when you're on a service with two other promotions i would rather watch
0: Oh D- DDT, obviously and D um, D T
1: and Tokyo Joshi Pro, like yeah. their um uh their last two big shows have been re- have had some really really good stuff on it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, um. So as into uh, well myself um yeah. in this Coventry Sky Dome I was um actually sat in the um like the bleachers section to start with, mm. uh, and then gradually I think just before the um, junior tag match um we me and Jeff found some um. Found some seats at, like, the back of the, the floor section, so mm. probably about 10, 11 rolls back, perfect seats.
1: Yeah, you can see on camera, like, they haven't it hasn't sold out. There yep. there are some empty sections and stuff. Cage Match claims 2,400, I think, in for this, but I don't know how accurate it that is.
0: About 1,600. Uh, we're looking at Ben Ben Corrigan's, like, feed on the show. Yeah. You know, like his Twitter, Fred, and yeah, he yeah, yeah. said about 1,600 there in a 3,500 uh, capacity ice hockey arena
1: yeah Wait. but it was cut it Not. was cut down to half size again like the fwa used to do and that kind of thing um so it looks it looks more full than it is but there are times when those 1600 people sound like 16 there are points in this show where the crowd go very very
0: quiet mm. it's, <laughs> and uh, it's no,
1: it's noticeable
0: i think mainly the um second last match with um jay briscoe and yeah Adam maybe group, it? yeah maybe so, um, you, you say yourself, you, you were actually obviously doing the cameras that evening. So w- yeah. whereabouts were you in the, uh, in the, building? I
1: think, so I was trying to remember we had, um, Phil Austin and a woman whose name I cannot remember. Like I recognized her face when I saw her, it wasn't Mel, the usual, uh, uh, partner to Phil, uh, on the cameras. I cannot remember Vicky. Her name is Vicky. Um, I remember that now suddenly in the middle of the show uh, so Phil and Vicky are on the floor cameras uh and then there 's an unmanned hard camera uh next to that is what we would call the high and close camera, so it 's like um uh, a camera on a loose head tripod like next to or just in front of the hard cam, so you get that moving high angle shot and yeah. I always think that adds a lot of production value to wrestling shows, like my ideal setup for wrestling show is four cameras those four cameras um. Uh, I don't know who was operating that, but they were shit at getting things in focus. I noticed
0: that. Yeah. We're going to ask that because... Oh,
1: feel free to shit all that. Don't be nice about the camera work just because I'm on the show. It's no. crap, right? No. Because the idea was we would shoot it live to tape And then this is a Mark Sloan production. This is an A-merchandise production. He Mm. would take all the footage and they would load it all into the computer and go and cut out any camera mistakes. That's what we would do with the RQW TV show, for example. That would all be shot live to tape. And then I'd take that all in, lay it all out on my timeline. And for the most part, it would be what we'd done live. And then any mistakes, anything that was out of focus, anybody like tripping over, going around a ring post, that kind of thing, I'd just cover with a different camera angle. And that's what they were supposed to do on this show and didn't yeah Um, and it's quite noticeable yeah we never got that high and close camera in focus so i don't want to guess who i think i know who was on it but i don't want to name the poor guy just in case he still listens to this um (laughs) and then um what i called the there's a fifth camera on this show which is what i called the isometric view which is that classic noah uh corner to corner camera from the balcony. that we also didn't set up right. And you can tell because the ring is massively overexposed during the matches and everybody... It looks like, you know...
0: I was going to say about... It seemed a very bright, shining light on the ring, didn't it? Yeah.
1: So that one, at least... The thing is, with any wrestling show, and I'm going to throw every single wrestling promoter under the bus right now, they never light for the cameras. They just light for the building. And the lighting you need for cameras is different. I mean, it's slightly different now in that technology has marched on quite a lot and mm. the cameras i have access to to today would deal with that lighting situation in the Sky Dome so much more easily than those ancient things we had at the time so like this wasn't even shot in high def this predates a high definition yeah in in that way um yeah that that corner to corner camera was a lot i remember that was a very last minute addition when we realized that we we had one left over and uh, and a power adapter so i just grabbed it and ran to somewhere to set it up in hindsight i set it up in the wrong place and also in hindsight phil is standing in the wrong place really but this is just me being critical of my own work 14 years after the fact i'd left wrestling at this point this was the last wrestling show i did for 10 years yeah, because uh, previously I'd done the RQW stuff for Glenn Davies, uh, and then he fucked off to America and stopped paying me, so I stopped working for him. And I had actually, the month before this show, I'd actually started another proper job. Why well, I came back and did this one last show, mostly because I wanted to see Kabashi and not pay for a ticket.
0: Good lad. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cutting of jib, Kieran. Yeah, um, yeah what, what we're going to mention as well, thats the size of that ring like a proper 20 by 20 ring, weren't it?
1: Yeah. I think it was, um, I think that was the Alex Shane future shock ring. Yeah. Um, I have a suspicion that wasn't a Sloan ring. The Sloan ones are smaller. They, they, they're mm. a different color. They're put together a bit weirdly. Um, but the ring is the ring itself until it started making funny noises later on. Like it, it looks is- good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I was thinking, Oh, maybe it's the one that became the rev pro ring. Cause that makes the same noise. <laughs>
0: Got it. Got it. Second hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. What, what, one. We're not really mm. going to touch on it, but the, um. Obviously, there was the the dark match to start off proceedings. Um, yeah,
1: it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a good match, but it's full of people we don't really want to talk about
0: anymore. Yeah. 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 So, so. so it, it it was Hubba Bubba Lucha and Luke Dragon Phoenix versus Dave Mastiff, Mark Askins, and Zach Saber Jr. Yeah. To be honest, because I I'd I think never three been... of
1: them are still all right and one of them's borderline, but yeah, no, two of them we need to never speak of again.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. So, that's so not
1: that's it's... not on the uh DVD. I think that's only on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Um what what because I wasn't into like Brit Rest so seeing these six at the time, like oh, yeah, so somewhat different. I think it ended up winning like like an FSM bloody fighting spirit match of the year or something.
1: I don't remember. I remember I remember it being a decent match, for sure. Uh, but I don't remember much else about it. And I didn't re-watch it for this. I just no. watched the main show.
0: Yeah. But, um, no, that, that, that started off proceedings. And then uh, we actually get into the main show. Now, um, the ring announcer for this. Um, initially, I put, who's that ring announcer with the shiny <laughs> white head? And um, I, I think they said his name later on, Ben Sahar. Like uh, i
1: think his, na- his name is uh sahawan sahawan yes uh s-h uh s-a-h-o-w-a-n yeah um, he was brought in because he speaks fluent japanese uh, and he was very often when japanese people were on shows in the uk or at least like the shows i was working camera wise like he would generally be floating about working in a translator capacity
0: i think he also did the um But yeah, when what culture did the Japan World Cup at bowl was in Manchester? I think he was the ring. He he was the ring announcer.
1: Were you ever on the UKFF?
0: I were, yeah. Yeah, he was carbom on the UKFF. Carbom, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember. I always remember that Japan World Cup show. Lynne mentioning mentioning about him.
1: Yeah, there was usually him around, and there was usually Kelly Adams around because she spoke Japanese as well, and so they would be help like ease communication.
0: Some well, he, things, he was yeah. a very good solid ring announcer. Yeah, well.
1: until his microphone turned heel on him later on.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Norman Collier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, he, 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 he was very he was very good.
1: Yeah, he did a good job. Definitely. It's just a shame we could never get him in focus. No.
0: <laughs> so um, the commentators for the evening were Dean Ayas um, and uh, Mo Chatra. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is probably one of his only times on, like, like the uk super shows weren't it on commentary
1: mo um i'm trying to think i've heard him do comms on other shows i i will say i don't think it's his strong suit Mm. he's very knowledgeable and i actually think he was at his best when he wasn't doing when he wasn't trying to carry play by play and he and dean were just bantering yeah like when they were like you know Oh, you'd look really good with Mohammed Yone's haircut and that kind of thing. You know, they were they were quite fun because t- they friend they've been friends for ages. Mm. Uh, Mo's a really uh, nice guy, uh, and you know I've been friends with Dean for god twenty years. Um, yeah, and they have they have good kind of like mate chemistry together. But like, and there were some points when the commentary was flowing, but overall I don't think they meshed that well. And I think that's mostly because. And I, I, this is not me being mean to him. I don't think Mo was very experienced at doing commentary at that point, whereas uh, like you know, Dean's been doing it forever.
0: Yeah, I, I always, we always But it's fine.
1: It's I've heard way worse commentary. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 anytime no, no, Chris I,
1: Jericho sits in front of a fucking mic.
0: Yeah, I didn't think they were like distracting or anything. So they no, must not at have all. been a very good good duo. I did feel.
1: And they they uh, they communicated the information. like as I said, like you know. Mo was very knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about Noah, so he yeah. had he had everything ready to go. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, first match is Joel Redman versus Atsushi Aoki. Sorry for the um, bad uh, pronunciation of these Japanese names as ever for myself. I'll,
1: cl- I'll clear. I'll clean them up as we go.
0: Cheers. And as the referee was the one and only, rock one and only Andy Quill Dan according yeah. to old whole chapter <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um kieran uh mm. what did we think of this match
1: um i like it um uh i got a good chuckle out of redmond using uh haskins music yeah uh i think they was they were both in the thrillers at the time and it was just like the general thrillers theme tune uh but when that started playing i was thought i oh, didn't think the dark match was on this show. And then a big uh, Haskins walked out and it was Joel, Joel Redman instead. Yeah. Uh, and then Alki uses a, a cover of hotel California that I now need to track down for my massive Spotify playlist of covers. Um, I yeah. Match wise. I really enjoyed this. Like the first five minutes I thought was like really slick mat work. That mm-hmm. was actually quite nice to watch. Um, Redman has better chemistry with Alki than I ever saw him have with any British guy. Um, he does, um, what do you do? He does like this whipping fisherman's neck breaker thing and like a, a twisting brain buster that both look really sharp. Yeah. Um, I thought this was like, it, it's a shame. It's a draw, but it was like our young guy, young guy versus your young guy. And we can't really have either of them beaten, which is a shame because if mm. any, somebody had just said, yeah, I'll lay down. It would have been fine. um, yeah, like three and a quarter, and you could put this on any wrestling show from the last fifteen years, and it would just fit right in. It's just solid wrestling.
0: Yeah, I always say like there was a, a this is wrestling chant. Um, yeah, about five five minutes in, so could crowd were well into it, and yeah, I think you could sort of tell when it got to the ten minute marker that it was uh, it had draw written all over it, didn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a shame, but yeah, in general, I think it's a it's a apart from it being a draw it's a really good opener
0: yeah there was a good stuff at the end like a, a lot of pin is a, a, mm. like reversals and like quilden were like all over trying, yeah trying to keep up with the twos but no i thought crowd were really into it and um yeah no i think i went similar to yourself three and a quarter yeah if this was on the on the grapple app
1: yeah it's absolutely fine
0: yeah so, um, second match now. Here we go. It is it is it is one <laughs> we remember. Uh, <coughs> before he was lying Kid, it, it was um, a tag team match. Martin Stone with uh, the one and only Wade Fitzgerald and uh, the soon to be lying Kid versus Yuji Izumeda and. Yeah, I've got Scott. anywhere
1: close there, mate. All right.
0: <laughs> So, <laughs> Say- <laughs> Sayoshi Kikuchi. Now Kikuchi, I- I'm like, fucking hell. That's that fella who had them tag matches against yeah, Ferguson, Lafon.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's what he's famous for. Basically, is but basically one tag match. He happened to be one quarter of one of the best tag matches of all time. And you know, he was a reasonable junior heavyweight, but like junior heavyweight in that All Japan and Noah thing doesn't mean junior heavyweight in it in the way it does in. Um, uh, New Japan, so it's not flippy guys, it's small heavyweights, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, Kikuchi has basically dined out on that tag match for his whole career. Uh, and the other guy is Jun
0: Izumida, Jun Izumida, right? Yes,
1: they're there and I don't know why you would waste two plane tickets on these guys, like, I have no idea why they were even on the show. If this was this match this whole match was really weird so wade is 18 at this point and he looks he, like he a looked child younger.
0: He looked younger. And yeah
1: yeah and i uh, i think he might i'm sure he was 18 but like that could have been commentary kayfabe um uh martin stone has bleach blonde hair which this, i think this is the only time i've ever seen that
0: i, I i've got pod here he looks like the lead singer of chumba Wumba. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you he got knocked down and he got it? up
1: again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Noah have flown in these two fat old men for them to have a fight. we we'll have a comedy match with. Um, Wade's gear is horrible. Like three-quarter length, shiny, pleather pants, mm. and that's it. And, you know, he looks like a matchstick sticking out the top of them. They forget to ring the bell at the start of the match, I think. Um, I think Izumita's gear might be worse than, uh, than uh, Wade's. um yeah it's all like it's mostly comedy but the funniest thing is wade getting booed every time he gets in the ring
0: yeah yeah there was Uh, um there's a point when he does you know when he gets the uh, gets a tag in and mm. he he does stuff like the buddy john woo doesn't he? yeah and there's a bit uh, where
1: he there's a bit where he's he does this flurry of offense and then he tries to do the like the run up the chest backflip in the corner and screws yeah. it up twice.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I think he might have hit uh he might have hit Kikuchi with his chin on a shooting star press. Like he was
0: Oh, uh, yeah, he totally missed it, didn't he? Totally yeah. missed
1: it. Yeah, he and there's we talked we've talked about this like when we talked about the Dragon Gate UK shows, uh yeah. where spoilers, he was in a lion kid mask. Like he would, I think nerves get to him on a or got to him on, on big stages. Mm. Cause you know, this is a, a 18 years old in front of probably the biggest crowd you've ever wrestled in front of for a company that is, it's not at its peak, but it's, you know, it's still a, like a well-regarded big name company within the world of wrestling doing, you know, this is your chance to shine and have, you know, miss our, watch your match. And you know, that's, you're going to be shitting yourself inside your Little pleather trousers, aren't you?
0: <laughs> to be honest, I don't think Noah, Noah would have been a great fit for him as like what Dragon, like Dragon Gate UK ended Dragon up Dragon Gate
1: took him over and had him in the dojo. Yeah. He was there for a few months. I don't think he ever had a match on TV, um, but they did. He he uh, trained in their dojo, and they used to have a trainee show. It was like a little tiny studio that could have like 50 people in it, I think, called Dragon Gate Necks. Which was their up and coming trainees. And I think he did some, some matches on that. Yeah. Um, and that was, I don't know if skill was ever his problem, nerves were his problem. And mm. being, being put in situations before he was ready for them. Well, his best match I've ever seen him have is his match with BB Hulk. Yeah. On the, yeah, I um, think the review. Um, on yeah. The, yeah. On the Yokosuka um, uh, and Shingo's. Yeah. Yeah, But uh, this is still like, you know, two, three years before that, and he's he's not ready for this.
0: Yeah. Um, what, oh, what, my
1: favourite part sorry. of the match. I've got to say my favourite part of the match. is Amida makes a cover on Wade, and then Stone gets in the ring and runs past the pin to tackle Kikuchi rather than making the save. What sense does that make?
0: <laughs> he wanted the match to end. <laughs> yeah, he'd had enough. He was like, Wade, stay he's down. <laughs> I'll tell you what, See Martin Stone back then and look at him now, me what what shape is in now
1: he yeah yeah he looks small here he um like kikuchi is not a big guy by Noah's standards and stone it looks smaller than he is yeah um yeah he uh yeah yeah i don't I, this wasn't anybody's best day i don't think let's say that
0: to to be honest i thought it was Better than I thought thought it was at the time. Like mm. on, on on rewatch. I'd still only give it like two and a half, but I don't think if thought... would even
1: go that high. No. No, I got distracted I kinda of got distracted by the shit camera work as well. Particularly during the pin where I think we missed the three.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um who um actually got got the win with the TKO in this um yeah. after well, he, he, Wade kicked out of a chokeslam before this, so th- yeah. th- there were quite a few like like near falls before the end. But you
1: you will notice as this show goes on, there was a lot of guy hits two big moves, uh, opponent kicks out, guy hits his big move again, it's yeah. over.
0: Yeah. yeah, I would say with Matt Martin Stone, you'll probably end up seeing him at uh, the the reboot of One PW. They're they're, oh. they're bringing back uh, all the old guys, aren't they?
1: You bought your ticket to go and see Ulf Herman and Rob Van Dam?
0: You, you know what? I'm, I'm sort of the thing. Um, I'll, I'll wait on buying me ticket till maybe about two days before.
1: I'm not going anywhere near that shit show. You can put that on record. I haven't fucked that company. <laughs> they were a disaster first time round. They're going to be a disaster this time round.
0: Did, did you ever go to the shows?
1: I worked some.
0: You worked some?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Uh, I've worked at least one weekender, and I think maybe one or two others, um, yeah. and they were a pain in the ass because we had to. We picked up all the shit in Dagenham. We drove it to Doncaster. We had to set it up. The show then went for six fucking hours. Then we had to break it all down again and come home. Like, you...
0: <laughs> you although I
1: did have a, I did have a brilliant um, uh, car ride with uh phil was driving uh i was in the back seat and in the passenger seat uh was the man now known as sammy zane yeah uh, because he had his flight home booked out of Heathrow, and he didn't know that doncaster and Heathrow were nowhere near each other so we had to speed him to the airport and i had to keep phil awake on the way back uh and that was fun that was just like uh yeah we had had a, a really good chat on that god knows how many hour car ride and 1PW is also responsible for me getting stuck in a seven-hour traffic jam with Kishin Kawabata and Kintaro Shiga from Pro Wrestling Noah in the back of the car. And uh, Kawabata just very quietly was singing Elvis songs to himself because <laughs> he, re- he didn't know any English, but he could sing Elvis phonetically. <laughs> yeah, seven hours stuck on the motorway. Yeah, I'm, I'm no 1PW fan, it must be said.
0: The, the, them show days you must have been getting obviously getting back with like birds tweeting outside about yeah. seven in morning Fuck yeah
1: man. we were we were um and we did we used to do we used to go all over the place uh i think the furthest north we went was for a 3cw show
0: so uh, it wasn't quite newcastle
1: yeah middlesbrough there we go yeah we did yeah so we did i don't think there are any hotels involved i think we did it in a day so I would—I lived in Hemel Hempstead at the time, so it was me, it was Hemel Hempstead to, to Dagenham, pick up the stuff, go to Middlesbrough, do the show, tear it down, back to Dagenham, back to Hemel Hempstead. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder my girlfriend fucking hated my job at the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, I would say, just before we get back into the mm. show, Inclusion, how, do you, how long do you, do you see them running the show?
1: I don't know given that the old promoters and the new promoters are arguing in public on Twitter over who owns the rights to the IP yeah you know there's every chance it won't go ahead because whoever's promoting it can't legally use that name or it will go ahead under another name I mean it's it's a classic brit Res mess already and it hasn't even happened yet
0: mm. well the, well i think um, one of the, one of the old promoters popped up on the uh, bwe like, um, you know, like the tweet, what we did for the podcast he on, oh, he yeah, up yeah. the other night.
1: Yeah. I saw, I saw the, I haven't got around to listening to that show yet. So I don't know exactly what he was referring to, but I saw his comment on it. Was he basically calling you bullshitters? Yeah. 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 I thought so. Yeah. But, hey, ho. It probably means he's full of shit himself.
0: Hey, ho. We, we, sh- we shall see uh, what yep. goes on in the future. But we shall. To, 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 to be honest, Kieran, who'd run a wrestling company nowadays in this climate?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only shows I go to are, um, purpose wrestling who run in Wimbledon library, which is basically 20 minutes from my front door. And they run, they're going to be going monthly from June, but they run every two months and it's just a fun two. they get there. They're done in two hours. They're just, they're fun. Um, it's not the cream of the crop when it comes to wrestling. Uh, but there have been, like, I've seen some very good matches in that in for such a small environment. I think sellout is like 130 tickets mm. um, and it's people fighting in a library, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, that's the only shows I go to. Like I can't, there's no other companies I really want to go and see at the moment in the UK. Yeah.
0: But to, to be honest, that show me and uh, Jeff went to the other month, um, shake Shams uh, promotion, top rope wrestling. Mm. Um, he's got every venue in Burnley sort of, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But they've got a show coming up at the end of May, and we've been sold on going because James Mason's on the show. It's like, oh, it's... It oh, funny. Yeah,
1: I mean, I went I went to Purpose last Friday, and the opener had Doug Williams in it.
0: Yeah. I think it's J- like, James Mason versus uh, Jackie Polo. Well, Jackie mm-hmm. Polo doing um, a Jeff Jarrett sort of, like, tri- tribute. I boy's actually pretty good at it. Oh, yeah? As the oh, full-on yeah. southern, southern accent <laughs> and... Uh, yeah. He's, How many he, guitars you know, has he broken? Sorry. Is he How guitar- many guitars oh, has he broken? No, no. None. But, but it's, it's very much, a, you know, a family-style show and what I mean. Yeah. But it's just good, just good fun. And yeah. I think that's all I want nowadays from wrestling is fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I go because, I mean, purpose, as I said, it's 20 minutes from my front door. I go with a friend of mine who lives in Wimbledon. We used to work together like Christ. 16 17 years ago yeah and he he's brought his wife he brings along his dad who used to go to world of sports shows in like the 70s and 80s yeah
0: um
1: and he's 80 um yeah uh i brought my girlfriend to the last show she'd never seen live wrestling before and she had a great time uh so yeah it's just uh it's just it's a fun little a fun little thing to do every couple of months with my friends rather than you know doing it going every week or god forbid working in this business anymore
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, let's get into match number three now it's a tag team match some absolute belting for like entrance themes here. oh yeah
1: i i all i it's such a shame that takashi sakura has had to get rid of when love comes to town as his theme tune because like it doesn't suit anybody as wrestling music but for some reason it works for him
0: yeah well, mm. what? Why did he have to get to do? any reason he got? Uh, well,
1: there? he's he's full time Noah, I think, and um, it's they don't have the rights to it. It's a U two song, or well, that yeah. that version is U um, two and BB King, isn't it? I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they don't have the rights to it, so they've just changed it. He just has a just has generic music or music they've licensed now.
0: Yeah. Well, say yeah. with uh, Segura, he, he was the champion. You know, when Noah returned um, mm. a few years later, yeah. Because he had that match against Dave Mastiff on the first night. I was
1: looking up. I was pretty sure that they that they came back, yeah. And the main event is like three years later, and the main event of the first night is Segura versus Dave Mastiff for the GHC title.
0: Yeah. What? And then the second night he had he had a title match, and I, I mostly remember that match for our Jeff falling asleep. It was that. <laughs> oh God, he's it, not it, a big it, Katara but,
1: Suzuki guy, no.
0: No, it, it, was a, it was a drag that match. Um, that was actually <laughs> where I was managing uh, Claudio and uh, Chris Hero. You oh, know, I for, did
1: wonder that know. when I saw the results, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. that's
1: funny. Okay. <laughs> Have they done a time limit draw on every one of the European shows? No, they haven't. Not that one. Okay, I was just checking.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this tag team match is Takeshi Segura and Kataro Suzuki versus Nigel McGuinness. And Doug Williams. So uh, as we were to
1: saying the, to the tune of Vindaloo.
0: <laughs> Vindaloo. What a yeah. tune to get everyone like going. Yeah, like I'd, it's
1: a terrible song and I hate it. And I hate Ingerland stuff. Like it drives it's for Gammons, who voted Brexit and I fucking hate it. But yeah. it works in this context. Like it got it got the crowd up and going. Um and I was like, how is this match going on third on this show?
0: This is a big tag match isn't it when you look yeah. at the names isn't it you've got Doug Williams who was like the big star of you know all the like FWA shows and yeah. the other Yeah Super he was shows. like the
1: mainstay of British wrestling and plus he had Noah pedigree as well and then yeah. Nigel at this point how many times has Nigel been Ring of Honor champion at this point Yeah plus we had done like King of King of Europe Cup was the year before this wasn't it like 6 8 months before this
0: Yeah
1: um yeah, uh, obviously
0: the unified match as well. And yes, yeah. They, how, how, would he have left ROH not long after this? Because it, it must have been Desmond Wolf soon. Uh,
1: I don't know when he became Desmond Wolf. That's a that is a great question. Uh, I don't think. I think that was later.
0: Maybe two thousand. Uh, oh, when Hogan were there, weren't it? Uh,
1: yeah. Let, it
0: let was. me ha- let me have a look.
1: Uh, I've got end of 2009.
0: Yeah, 2009 to 2011. Yeah. So, yeah. Ring of Honour 2009, he left. Hmm. So, yeah. No, he had a... Well, obviously, he had a cracking running ROH.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Some of, some of the best there matches. There was a point where he obviously... was the
1: most high-profile British wrestler just on the scene in general. Yeah. Simply because he was Ring of Honour World Champion.
0: I, I remember like um, probably when, gonna be when corrected in your that, comments. When when uh, when I was when I was at that ROH unified um, show because mm. I'd never really seen Nigel McGuinness and I think our mates who were with us, um, that evening who we, have never been to the show, they like Nigel. Yeah. That's not well, a well we ch- said
1: it we said it on the King of Europe Cup show, didn't we? Like yeah. you can't get two more like British names than Douglas and Nigel, can you? A <laughs> yeah.
0: couple of builders, aren't they? Yeah exactly. Um so uh, Vindaloo for the um, mm-hmm. the Brits when they come out. The the um like the response Nigel McGuinness got when he got introduced fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. They were over. Absolutely huge. Um,
1: Brits love Brits done good. That's the way that's the way do. it always works. Yeah.
0: We we, we like I, I don't know. win. I would say we do like winners but generally no, Brits we No we like lovable losers, don't? Yeah, yeah. So, who um, it, it, it was the tag champ with Scorpio, weren't it, Doug? Uh,
1: yes, Doug Williams and uh, Tuko Scorpio had been Noah tag team champions, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember when that was, though. Like I said, my, my Noah knowledge is, uh, yeah. is sketchy.
0: It's, it, they said also on commentary that Doug Williams was due to make his TNA debut the week after this. Was he? Oh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> the old Brit- British invasion, it?
1: yeah, that's right, where he accidentally became a new Japan tag team champion.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, were, he, were actually, he actually had a good run in TNA, didn't he? With yeah, him and Aldis,
1: yeah, yeah. They they took that gimmick and they made it work,
0: yeah. So, um, what did you think of this matchup?
1: This is good stuff. Like I said, I can't believe this went on third, yeah. Um, Uh, They get like the Japanese team get the heat on Doug. Uh, They get roundly booed for uh, kicking Nigel off the apron at every chance they get. Um, There's a pair of really good hot tags with like uh, Nigel comes in and batters Suzuki, almost takes his head off with a spinning clothesline. Uh, And then Sakura gets the tag the other way and like spears Nigel in half. Um, Yeah, like every combination between these four guys just worked. Mm. um it's a shame they botched the chaos theory but the commentary kind of covers for it by like yeah, oh, yeah. as like shifting his weight and hanging on and i yeah. can kind of buy that like but that's the only kind of blip on this match i think um uh, suzuki goes on this massive run of offense with loads of flying knees and this tombstone uh, huge tombstone pile driver on uh nigel uh and then he gets tower of london um And they do this, uh, Nigel and Doug have got this uh, double-team move, which is a a doomsday device, but with a a flying European uppercut instead of a clothesline. That looks awesome. Uh, And Segura has to make the save. Um, There's another absolutely killer lariat from Nigel that flattens Suzuki.
0: He was good Uh, at lariats, weren't he? Oh, yeah.
1: I wouldn't want to take one. Like, there's some people you think, I could probably survive that, you know, but, like, (laughs) Nigel lays it in. Um and then they do basically an assisted Tower of London for the finish. So Suzuki's on the corner and Nigel grabs his chin and starts the walk out, and Doug slips in underneath and gets between Suzuki's legs and carries on walking. So like Suzuki's legs are on Doug's shoulders and Nigel's got the front end and then they both drop into so the sort of carrying
0: him like a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two builders. Chuckle
1: Brothers. <laughs> Chuckle Brothers.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. To me, to you, now pin him. Um, yeah, great. Four stars. Good stuff. Really good match.
0: Yeah. Um, I said crowd Crow were into it all the way. So nearly yeah. a good like, 20 minute match, seemed like.
1: Uh, let me have a look. Uh, 17 minutes, yeah.
0: 17 minutes, so oh. give, give or take a couple of minutes. And oh, no, I was yeah. very good. I, I, I went about three and a half on it, boys. Yeah. Really good stuff.
1: Best, I was borderline, and then I thought I was being mean, so I just I bumped it up a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> best match so, of the show, did you say?
0: Yeah, best match of the show up to up to press
1: up to this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's still got a long way to go. This show. Yeah, we to, have. Be, to, to be honest, uh, and we'll say this in closing later. This is a really good show.
1: Yeah, we're kind of skipping to the end, but in general, this is yeah, this is a very very good show.
0: Yeah, I, I think on the, when I were actually watching it, when it got to like the hour mark, it was like, bloody hell, where's that? Doc? Yeah,
1: you sent me a message saying like, yeah, the first hour just sped by. And you're right, Like I was planning to sit down, watch this all in one go, and I thought to ease like what I've got going on around me at the moment, I decided to split it up. And before I, I knew it, I had watched up to... Uh, before I knew it, actually, I had watched the first five matches and only had the final two to go this morning. So, yeah, yeah.
0: So... Match number four now. It's another tag team match. Holla, holla, player, player. <laughs> it is Junakiyama and Bison Smith versus yep. Takeshi Morishima and Mohammed Yone,
1: whose name uh, is spelt uh, wrong on his graphic.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mohamed Yone is the one with the um, afro. Yep. Uh, Bison Smith, he's a big fucker. I can't
1: imagine him with an afro. Yeah, he was huge. He's. Uh, we should mention that he's passed away some time ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember exactly when, but uh, yeah, he was uh, He was a big guy who really got over as quite a star in Noah, I think.
0: Yeah, I think he had a, a, t- he had a tag team partner at the same time called uh, Keith Walker. And at the time... What a boring uh, name. At, at, at the time Sounds like where, he runs a pub. At the, t- at the time when Keith Walker was around in Noah... Uh, where I used to work There also used to be a person called Keith Walker So uh am <laughs> like, what the hell, I'm working with a Noah no- Tag Team Champions <laughs> he, uh,
1: he unfortunately died In uh, November 2011 uh, And yes, he had been um, uh, He was twice GHC Tag Champion with Mr. Walker uh, And then again With Akitoshi Saito
0: Yeah um, But I loved him, absolutely
1: uh, loved him. Oh, oh, oh Mr. Linnaeus is a big fan of Bison Smith, always has been.
0: Yeah, he, uh, well, Chris- he Crystal's loves a meaty lad, doesn't he? He's <laughs> <his> meaty <laughs> yeah. Was <laughs> a bit of meat. Um, yes. John Akiyama, now, you, you probably see him a lot now on uh, DDT, don't you?
1: I've seen him live for DDT, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen him live several times, actually uh yeah he's been uh he's been a. I i think mark and i have talked about this on on our show uh dd teach available from where all good and bad podcasts are sold um he's been a, a really interesting influence on noah so like they've used him as you should use a legend like he he's not over pushed but he's difficult to beat yeah. and it's a big deal if you can beat junakiyama he's all his influence is kind of showing behind the scenes as well like so the main event level ddt stuff has really stepped up um and it's going to be interesting to see what happens now that uh, kanosuke Takeshita is leaving for a year to go to aew yeah he will apparently still come back in big sh- yeah yeah and he's phenomenal he's a superb wrestler and i really hope he gets a a chance to show what he can actually do rather than just appear on dark like he did last time
0: yeah
1: um yeah Uh, I think like Brian Danielson should be champing at the bit to get hold of Takeshita and go twenty minutes with him on Dynamite. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting now he's gone because most of the rest of the top end of DDT is like half, half to a full notch below Takeshita. But um, Akiyama, I think, has been doing a lot of behind the scenes coaching to to get these kind of get those big matches up to scratch. Yeah uh, yeah like the Takeshita's uh last big singles match where he lost the the DDT title to Endo uh was very good. Um yeah and it's up to people like Tetsuya Endo and um Yuki Weno and whoever else is left at the top end of DDT to carry it while Takeshita's away for a year.
0: Is is DDT becoming more of a like a wrestling promotion now because generally it's known for its wacky comedy because stuff. that's
1: what because that's what pulls the headlines um it's everything like they will do uh they had a ridiculous match between uh like underneath the Takeshi and Endo match they had um Sanshiro Takagi versus um Michael Nakazawa in an I'm sorry match where the only way to make your to win was to make your opponent say I'm sorry specifically in English yeah so Nakazawa would would say I'm sorry in Japanese but that didn't count and so to cash so uh so uh, takagi will just keep beating him up um
0: it's that's great
1: yeah and you know you have the iron man heavy metal weight rumbles and like their version the, which is their version of like the 24 7 title but because it's because they think about what they do with it it works yeah uh, unlike You know, just that ridiculous. It's something for the people we don't give a shit about to do on WWE TV. Akiyama has been that, been the champion by mistake. Like the belt was on the arm of a sofa he was sitting on and he leant over and just leant on it and a referee appeared and counted to three. Uh, And because the belt had been the previous champion, that meant he was now the champ, but he didn't want it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like uh, DDT is a variety show, really. Like they've got, some of their rookies are really good. Mm Uh, the names are escaping me at the moment. I'm sure Mark is shouting at his, um, record player or whatever he listens to this on. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, they've got a bunch of really good rookies who handle the openers. Uh, they do the comedy stuff. They pull in some of the women from TJPW as well. Um, and then at the top end, you get four star, four and a half star, like Japanese indie style wrestling matches. Um, yeah, it's one of the reasons I enjoy it.
0: I think I think I think as well, like um what like Tuesday night grabs misses over here is like Chris Brooks is uh him,
1: he, like him it, you, it was really interesting. It's I think it's less so now, but I could see his influence the moment he arrived there. Mm. Um like some of the some of the ideas they came up with the for the Iron Man heavy metal weight stuff, I was like, that's definitely come from the mind of Chris Brooks. Yeah.
0: Um
1: you know, stuff like him playing football against an elephant. Um they did a they did a an english language talk show with Brooks and Takeshita uh, talking to Hakusan, who's the, he's left unfortunately i think but he's he was kind of like their translator um they did it all in English and Brooks went i think the first time I met you was when I was putting a figure four leg lock on you and going down a water slide <laughs> yeah I just like their, i like the creativity like it's something different they kind of they take the absurd and make it work
0: yeah. So, um, but that's
1: the but that's today's Junakiyama and not 2008 Junakiyama. Okay.
0: especially so. Who um, wouldn't so, be seen uh, dead
1: playing football with an elephant?
0: So the next person uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, about this match is uh, Takeshi Morishima. Um, this is the famous one where Morishima had to get his gear from a local sports direct, weren't it, a wrestling shop?
1: Yeah. So what happened was um, some of the bags got left in Paris. Yeah. Um, this has happened to me. I did uh, Seven years ago, I had a work trip to China, uh, and on the way back, um, one of my bags of filming gear got left at a Chinese airport, and my personal bag got left at Paris, and I had to wait a couple of days for them both to get back. So, yeah. uh, Morishima and later on you'll see Namichi Marafuji, both of them, their gear bags didn't arrive, um, and they were in Coventry, and they thought, this town has got a wrestling shop. It sells wrestling gear. So they got in contact with that guy and they went and there was nothing that were fit to Keshi Morishima, and nothing that Marafuji liked. (laughs) Uh, So uh, yeah, Morishima looks like he's just come from a kickabout with his mates on the pub green.
0: (laughs) He does, does not he? Yeah, Yeah, just some fat lad in crap
1: shorts. (laughs) He doesn't well, look like he's the champion at this point. Yeah, and he, here is. he is in Coventry wrestling in shorts. He's had to get from fucking JD Sports or whatever it was. <laughs> he looks terrible. He's over though.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They, they he
1: would had his Ring of Honor run at this point as well. He'd been Ring of Honor champion.
0: Yeah, when he'd, he'd been beat over for them. Burn it.
1: Yeah, he'd been over. I think he'd been over for on the Ring of Honor shows that have been on in the UK and he'd been over for IPW UK as well, I think. Yeah. By this point. Yeah. So like people in the building knew who he was.
0: The, um, at the start of this match, the, the ring announcer has these, um, mic issues and it, and Bison Smith just looks at him and like intimidates him.
1: Yeah. 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 There is at least four very audio, very obvious edits with no audio smoothing where, where they try and cut around, uh, uh, the the mic issues, yeah, it's it's just about stuck together, okay, yeah. Uh, and Quardan gets to have a rest as the Japanese refs out to have his go.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to say it, that made it very authentic as a as a production having mm. like the Japanese refs on. Yeah,
1: and it's something that I we we might have actually talked about this, or maybe I talked about it uh, when I was talking Dragon Gate with Alan Forrell. like having the promotions referee over adds an extra like layer of not only authenticity to it, but I think it will help the wrestlers as well because like mm-hmm. it's so, it's somebody who knows their cadence
0: and their timing.
1: Yeah. I and think knows you, like knows all their stuff.
0: Yeah. New Japan had, uh, did they bring red shoes over
1: for Royal quest? I haven't actually seen that show since I was in the building. So I cannot remember.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they had um, they, they had them on.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, probably. In Between like Roberts and what have you. Mm. mm. Uh, but yeah, no. Th- this match, I, I put it. Um, the forearm exchange between Bison and Morishima brought the crowd to life. It was a bit, a mm. bit of a quiet opening, and then once the big meaty lads come in,
1: yeah. Who doesn't like seeing two big fellas hit each other?
0: <laughs> big, big meaty men slapping meat.
1: Exactly. And uh, Yone does this. Uh, he's just he's disappeared, and then he comes running out of the darkness in the crowd, like past the uh, past the barriers, and um, uh, does this wind sprint lariat, and then leans over and lets a guy in the front row stroke his afro. <laughs> yeah. When, when
0: he um, when he was out in the crowd, I thought, bloody hell, is this now an Alex Shane match in the sky? <laughs> every match in the sky down with that Alex in looking
1: hell uh, into that didn't uh, it? and uh, Linnae is going to yell at us if we don't call out Bison Smith doing his torpedo shoulder block
0: oh my down word down the ramp and over
1: the top rope yeah he, he's huge like he's like 6'3 and 280 290
0: what spring yeah. you got in? yeah yeah that was, of of his, uh, that. that was one of his
1: that uh, was one of his trademarks on big shows where they would take, put the ramp out and, yeah, it was great that he did it here.
0: Um, what's it? Um, old chapter on commentary said, um, oh, I'm surprised Morishima hasn't had a WWE run. But famously, he had a dark match, didn't
1: he? I thought he was talking about Smith.
0: Oh, right. I thought he were on about uh, Morishima. I must have <laughs> mis- misheard it. But, yeah, Morishima had that dark match,
1: didn't he? Can you imagine Vince McMahon seeing Takeshi Morishima
0: What's this with fat his... Japanese baby doing
1: on? Yeah, with his schoolgirl's haircut, <laughs> his terrible like ironed mullet that he had at the time yeah. with a fringe. Yeah, no, I can't. Im- I can't imagine Vince thought he was anything. <laughs>
0: What's this? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. terrible. Uh, my favourite moment of this match is uh, Akiyama and Bison definitely miss a tag, but the ref calls it and they swap places anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: The um, like what? Quite a few big manoeuvres near the end, like Morishima walloping bison with a clothesline. The exploder and uh, bison claw slam. Getting yeah. a two on Yone. That That's a, a comforting one on the hands, isn't it? With Yone's hair.
1: There's <laughs> a lot to get hold of. It's got to be easier to to claw slam him than, I don't know, somebody bald. Also, Trying that it's... on stone cold, like your hand would just slip off.
0: Oh, it would. All the sweat yeah. and that. Ugh yeah uh, bison
1: also hits a, what i called an absurd clothesline uh and then this huge powerbomb yeah uh for another two count and then i think it's immediately he does uh, so he his finisher was the styles clash that he, he called the bicentennial
0: it's a great uh, and that's name
1: the pin. yes no matter what jeff says it's a great name <laughs>
0: yeah 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 because we were, t- we were chatting earlier about the like the different names like people had so obviously mm. the styles clash i think um Dean Ormark has the smiles clash. Does he? Yeah. Um (laughs) Michelle McCool was the faith breaker. Yes. Which which sounds like a a a fucking dildo, doesn't it? (laughs) And SummerSlam. Uh overall that, that, this that's, match didn't that, grab probably the, That's probably the name of the next show at Pippa Lavenza and some <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh it.
1: this match didn't grab me like the last one, but it's still fine. Like it's still a decent enough match, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, I went uh three and a half on it. What
1: what would yeah, you do? Yeah, I am more more a three, I think. Uh this show like it basically goes up down up down. In terms mm. of match quality, I think. There's nothing, I mean, you could call the, the Stone and Fitzgerald tag bad if you wanted, but there's nothing, like, horrifically embarrassing on this show. No. Like, it's got a, it's got quite, that match aside, the floor is high for match quality. Mm. Um, and then we're really going to talk about match quality with the next match.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, isn't a bad 30-minute um, tag coming up? now um, 29
1: minutes and 49 seconds they took it as long as they could without it being a draw
0: yeah uh fifth match for the ghc junior tag team championships it's brian danielson and eddie edwards versus kenta and taiji ishimori still what still one of my favorite um spots to this day even before the match is um obviously brian danielson coming out to the final countdown yeah, he said oh, only America deserves the final countdown, and he's like, Burr.
1: yeah, he would do that on All Star a lot. I think he yeah. was. He came over, really came over to here to like hone his heel work. <laughs> but I like ASL and commentary going, isn't it by a band called Europe? Yeah, <laughs> um, Kenta is over as fuck. He
0: was so he good was, in this era, weren't
1: he? Yeah, this is like. This is pre-Hideo uh, Hideo Itami. This is before that horrible shoulder injury le- left him. Like, I think that didn't just break him physically, it broke him mentally as well, because he was never the same after
0: that. He saw of had like, that saggy bit of skin on his shoulder, weren't it? it yeah.
1: he um, like I think he hated like pretty much every day he was in America. Yeah. Um, but like the pre WWE Kenta is one of the most dynamic wrestlers you'll ever see. They are like on the, um, on the commentary, they call him perpetual motion. And he is like when he's not, uh, when he's not on the apron waiting for a tag, when he's like, when he's in the ring, he never stops moving. Um, uh, interesting note from commentary to win these belts, Kenta Nishimori beat BB Hulk and Shingo Takagi. I need to see that match. Because I bet that's in fucking awesome. In <laughs> Noah. Uh, they beat them in Dragon Gate. So ah. Noah and Dragon Gate have always had like every couple of years they'll do like a little exchange. So for example, uh Ata from Dragon Gate at the moment. Uh he's in Noah. Yeah, he's he's yeah. I think he's a he he's a baby, he's a newly, newly baby face in Dragon Gate, but he's a heel in Noah. Yeah. Uh yeah, and they do some back and forth stuff. Uh, Dragon Kid was on some Noah shows. Uh, earlier this year, I think, um, yeah, uh, and they would just uh, sometimes the belts get taken to another company.
0: All oh, right, oh, that, mm. that 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 had been a good match, though, wasn't I, it? That was great. Yeah, Kenzer and Shingo. Mm. <laughs> back even yeah. like, back back then.
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially when um, Kenter
0: was in his prime then.
1: Danielson looks
0: so young in this. Mm. But yeah. They it said it's only been doing it like seven years
1: he debuted i think he debuted in 2000
0: yeah
1: if i if i remember rightly uh please ignore yeah, about any Seven eight right years
0: he mentioned on
1: commentary uh brian dennis's official debut was the 4th of october
0: 1999
1: yeah so yeah he's yeah he's getting on for like nine eight nine years here um and he's so he should be good by now. It. Brilliant, innit? <laughs> he's, he's great. Everybody in this match is great. Like, even Eddie Edwards. This is before Eddie Edwards went to TNA and grew a personality. Before and, the know. American Wolves, weren't it? Exactly. You know, and we were still thinking of him as, like, you know, Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't come over here with a name like Eddie Edwards. You um, just want to
0: see him with a pair of skis in his hand.
1: See? Good gimmick. Good gimmick. I don't think anybody's ever done that.
0: Go it, go it. Go. He'd be perfect. He'd need one of those, you know what they do with skiing, just come down on like a zip wire sort of thing. To the- or he
1: has a special uh, a special ramp on the other side of the building and he does a ski jump into the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Jakara had the cyclists, didn't they? Uh, Des Peloton, did, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, so he could be, you know, a fellow extreme sports enthusiast and uh, be the ski jumper.
0: Yeah. They show um, rapidly
1: going off the rails.
0: <laughs> oh, it is, it is. Um, well, th- no, anyway, this, uh, this this tag match, it, I always remember back back then, it was always a bit of needle between Brian and Kenta, so, like, yeah. Brian didn't want to get in the ring when Kenta was in, like, for about five, ten minutes, and it was always great seeing the just the dynamic between the two.
1: Yeah, they'd had, um, they'd had some matches in Ring of Honour before this,
0: The Glory Um, by Honor one, where it's like a bloody five-star match.
1: Yeah, I was just trying to think of exactly which one it was. I've seen it. They've only ever had four singles matches. That's interesting. Mm. Um, Yeah, and that was their first. So Glory by Honor was their first singles match, and that was two years before this. Uh, And then they'd, um, yeah. Yeah, before this, they'd had, hang on, Uh, one more singles match in Ring of Honor, one more singles match in Noah. And then after this, like four months after this, they have another singles match in Noah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like tons and tons of takes. They've wrestled like 40 times. Um, yeah. And the, yes, you're right. There was always a bit of needle. I love Brian being a, just a massive prick, like refusing to get in whenever Kenta's in, spitting in his face on the apron, um, beating the piss out of Ishimori in front of him. Uh and like the open exchanges between like Danielson and Ishimori are great. Um, but even before that, uh, there's a, there's a, like an opening rope running spot between Edwards and Kenta and Edwards goes for a leapfrog and Kenta just kicks him out of midair.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like he doesn't give a fuck. Um, uh, uh, the Japanese team, they got some, uh, they they take over on Eddie Edwards for a bit. Uh Ishimori shows off like so he was from uh Torimon before it became Dragon Gate. He was trained by Ultimo Dragon originally. He was yeah. part of the basically the failed class of Toriumon X, which also had uh Kazuchika Okada in it. Right. Yeah, that was his initial training was with Ultimo Dragon in Toriumon.
0: Yeah. Um
1: uh yeah, uh Ishimori had a Sailor Boy, singing Sailor Boy gimmick. Yeah, it didn't go very well. Uh but like he's like he uses some of like the, those weird intricate Torimon submissions in this match. There's like there's one he does. It's like a combined um, uh, stretch muffler and head scissors. Where yeah, Where he's got his yeah, yeah. leg wrapped around his neck and also got his head squeezed between his calves as well. Painful. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then it's finally time for uh, Kenta versus Danielson, and they just rip into each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah magic magic in it i think there's yeah. a bit like before this uh one thing that brian does he's, he's going for the surfboard and then the crowd start going way hey, yeah hey, and he's like fuck off yeah. <laughs> no. he
1: even he even refuses to do i've got till five and you can see he's about to do it and someone in the crowd does it before him and so he refuses to like yeah. he would he doesn't want the crowd to cheer him at all
0: He's he's doing a. There is a lot of like the like the camp show stuff in this match. Yeah. What he's doing, it just works works perfectly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then about twenty minutes in, it all breaks down and all four just go at it. Like Kenta does this huge falcon arrow off the top rope onto Danielson that looks amazing. Um, Ishimori hits. They do uh, Ishimori and Kenta do this double team that ends with Edwards in a really like kind of weird place in the ring. But Ishimori yeah. still hits him with a frog splash and then does something I would never want to take an arm trap pile driver. So he puts oh, Ed- yeah, Edwards, no, his arms that. behind his back like, and then oh, gives like so, that, yeah. so you've got no way of protecting yourself. Just, it, yeah. You've got to trust this little five foot four inch man not to be to be able to pick you up and not kill you. Yeah. Um uh Edwards does this uh, ridiculous like super Frankensteiner off the top rope. Uh, a power bomb that looked like a car crash. There
0: uh, was that Falcon, Falcon arrow out there by Kenta, yeah, yeah. wasn't like crowd are just losing it then.
1: Yeah, they do the the double submissions. So um, Ishimori goes for a Frankenstein on Edwards, and he blocks that and turns it into a, a crab. And yeah. as Kenta comes in for the save, Danielson just grabs him and puts cattle mutilation on him. Um, and then like the finishing sequence is great as well. Uh, um, Kenta's going for go to sleep and Edward turns out into a Frankensteiner and Kendra just ruins him with a spinning lariat. There's lots of those on this show.
0: Yeah, lo- they um, love the lariats in Noah.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the other side of the ring, issue morning has got hold of Danielson and I wrote, he invents a DDT variation that I don't think I've ever seen before. Um, uh, and then Kenta hits go to sleep on Edward's for the pin. Fucking yeah. superb. Tremendous match.
0: Yeah. Uh, on my, on my notes, he's like... I put like twenty around the twenty-minute marker. I thought this is a breeze to watch this. Yeah, so good. It, I they know hit everything
1: perfectly as well.
0: Yeah, I know sometimes matches don't hold up on rewatch, but this is one that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and don't forget up. this match is now fourteen years old. Yeah, all four of these men are still going in
0: various places in different capacities now. In it, like yeah, Kent's,
1: yeah. One you of them had to him, retire and came back.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't hear much of Kenta now, do you?
1: Um, he's knocking around in New Japan. He's not pretty high on the card. He might have been injured recently. I haven't been keeping up with modern New Japan. Like, I, I can't be bothered. Oh, like, no. Fucking ghetto's booked that place into the ground. <laughs> and it's no fun with no crowds. Although, um, Corican Hall is now fully open again.
0: Yeah, because uh, oh, yeah. they had that thing, didn't they, today? I'll oh that,
1: Yeah, so today, as we're recording this, it is the 60th anniversary of Corrigan Hall. Uh, and if you'd like to hear more about Corrigan Hall, and you are a Torch VIP, you can listen to me and Mark uh, on ProRes Paradise talking to Alan Forel about uh, our experiences in Corrigan Hall and like basically how special that building is. Uh, but yesterday they had... Um, a women's show with uh, lots of different women's promotions coming together for a super show. And today, All Japan and New Japan did a uh, did a co-promoted show uh, on the actual 60th anniversary of the building. Uh, I've seen some pretty fun pictures of um, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Kento Miyahara together. What a great tag team that would be! <laughs> mm,
0: two good-looking lads as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Miyahara, he's ah. Uh, he's a big fish in a small pond in all Japan. He's so good, but he would get swallowed by new Japan because like yeah. the level he, he is at, there are so many other people at that level. Like he is, he's awesome. He's main event. He's got everything. Like I've said it about a bunch of people, but you know, if you can't make money with Kento Miyahara, get out of the wrestling business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then again, new Japan needs that fre- a bit of freshening up now. Yeah. Doesn't
1: it? I don't know why they don't have him do G1. Like, Having get through to the final and lose to your champion in the final, yeah, he looks good. He hasn't done a bunch of jobs to nobodies, um, but he hasn't been able to pin your champion. I think that's a great way to book an outsider, you know. And it might get some more people to go to some All Japan shows and bolster their attendance a bit.
0: Yeah, I think the only person that really watches All Japan at the moment is Chris. <laughs>
1: that's it. <laughs> oh, they're in the middle of Champion Carnival, aren't they?
0: Ah, yeah. Yeah, he'll yeah, never not watch Champion Carnival. I always <laughs> seen him tweeting about it. I'm like, mm, <laughs> Nah, you're all right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, five star match all around. I think for that one,
1: uh, I went four and three quarter. I couldn't quite go five. I don't know why, but it's uh, yeah,
0: it might it's, as well
1: be. It's, it's still
0: it's, in. I would say it's still in my top five matches I've seen live.
1: It's one of the best matches I've seen live for sure. And like I said, I'd completely forgotten about it till I rewatched the show. Like, exact I knew it was good, I didn't remember it being this good.
0: Mm. Well, a bit of a come down match now. Match, well, hang six. on,
1: we've got one of my favorite moments of the show before you get into this match, yeah. Well, which is the commentary at the end of this match where Dean is saying, Ah, what an amazing match! Your winners and still tag team champions, Kenta and Taiji Ishimori. And as he takes his headset off, they haven't edited him out, him going, Right, I'm just going to run to the loo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't I didn't get it didn't get that.
1: Oh it cracked me up. I had to rewind and watch it again.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Um well it was yes. ready for a piss break with this match number six. Uh, which yeah, which I
1: remember this being a lot better.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just didn't go well on the, on back on rewatch this one. Mm. G H C junior heavyweight title, Jay Briscoe. Who seems be... <laughs> your face? <laughs> what I'm like, bloody hell, Jay Briscoe in Noah. Just you couldn't the imagine, Briscoes it? had a run, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, uh I'm trying to remember what the original match was. It was supposed to be the Briscoes in a tag, but I can't remember what the original announced match was.
0: Well, and then I can't he, remember
1: he, why Mark couldn't come into the country.
0: Well, it was uh, Jay, Jay Briscoe. Briscoe
1: versus yoshinobu Kanemura. yoshinobu kanemaru
0: <laughs> yes
1: um, <laughs> so this was kind of a bit like les dennis it's all the right letters but in a not les dennis the other one De- um, fucking this is dennis dawson. dawson what's his name the guy De- yeah les, les dawson. dawson christ uh, all the right letters but not necessarily in the right order and so even we, that's not the right gag that's a morcom and wise gag it is <laughs> christ i had a gin and tonic when we started this show can you tell <laughs>
0: Well, I can't. Uh, but this is <laughs> Kanemaru before he had a whiskey bottle. Before he had uh, the bottle.
1: Yeah, well, before he traded hair for whiskey, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. It was what it was, I do think, Erin.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um. Christ, the Briscoes did it about 18 months in Noah.
0: Fucking hell.
1: Yeah. And were um, junior tag champions. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they do a couple of minutes at a reasonable pace to start with, uh, and then they slow it all the way down and the crowd goes quiet um, until there's a really good spot where Kanemaru misses the moonsault and Briscoe grabs him for a Death Valley driver. Um, But, like... I mean that doesn't even go anywhere. He's immediately given a brain buster and the um the deep impact leaping DDT off the top rope. And that's yeah. th- that's a spectacular move though. That looks great.
0: Yeah. The the brain busters like ten minutes in on my notes. Yeah. So, yeah, the um the like the jumping DDT off the top, which is bloody dirty yeah. perfectly. But yeah. I'm sure like being there live, this was the match because it was so quiet, you can actually hear the music from the nightclub next door. <laughs> <laughs> just it was a bit off-putting
1: how, how weird these two having a scrap and yes sir i can boogie playing through the wall <laughs> yeah 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 um like some of the the offensive moves they hit are good like they do it well so like jay hits this disgusting power bomb uh and there's a spot where he misses a frog splash and as he, he just no sells
0: it just sells much it.
1: Yeah, he gets back up to his feet and uh, Kanemaru runs at him and he just grabs him and gives him a military press into a DVD.
0: Yeah. Cracking yeah. move with that.
1: Yeah. Um, Kanemaru then reverses something into a reverse TD- DDT, hits two brain busters and gets the pin. Yeah. Three
0: minutes, th- 13 minutes, weren't
1: it? Yeah. I mean, it's fine, but it's not like... It, it is a come down after that previous match. Like... Mm-hmm. It was unfortunately it was the women on a WWE pay per view from fifteen years ago <laughs> put in that spot <laughs> just yeah. before the just before the main event.
0: I th- I think I went about two point seven five or three stars. That's about the level all it yeah. Got to.
1: I wouldn't argue that. It it's fine. It's fine. And I think I think they were kind of a victim of their positioning on the card. Yeah because you know uh, that you've just had the hottest match of the show and 20 minutes after the bell rings for your match the biggest stars are going to come out so mm. yeah it's a uh, it is the unfortunate piss break match
0: yeah match number 7 now 7 matches on a 3 hour show
1: yeah yeah this is uh, my my file of this is exactly 3 hours long perfect
0: yeah what a wrestling show should be yeah Two and a half to three hours, seven matches. Four in the first half, three in the second half. My friends. <laughs> uh, so it's um, the big tag team match here. Mitsuharu Masawa and Nayamichi Marafuji versus Kenta Kabashi and Go Shiozaki. Who we wasn't... can't
1: get rid of on this show.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no.
1: We've talked about him before. Well, he, was, he kept coming back. He was... Um... He, he was, was over, over a few Parallel times eggs, it? yeah um he was over in 2006 i think here yeah. he was here in 2007 and then he came back for this he um, so he was no chips, stranger yeah he was no stranger like like um uh he did rqw shows so like i uh, for the like the eight people that watched it like i he'd been put on tv in the uk um people knew who he was um i like we have the japanese ego entrance of uh split entrances for the teams
0: oh that were different that it, it happens is.
1: it happens a lot in big japanese tag matches
0: right it's uh
1: it's an ego it's kind of it's a little bit of an ego thing it's like you know i i don't want to be introduced the big star is always introduced last i don't want to go first you know Kobashi doesn't want to be standing in the ring for five minutes while the other two guys make their entrance kind of thing yeah I think. it's it's status Status is probably a better word than ego, but there's probably some ego
0: involved. So you've got like their young boys have to come out first, and then here the big stars. Here's Hogan and Warrior.
1: Yeah, yeah. I rewatched. Re- so I was in um, Corican Hall in 2010 for a tag match that was. So the main event of that show was Tiger Mask, the original Tiger Mask against Tenru.
0: Oh, Sayama. Um,
1: yeah, Sayama. And the semi main event was. I need to get this right. Uh, Great Sasuke and Ricky Choshu against um, Ultimo Dragon and Tatsumi Fujinami like just from name value alone you'd go and yeah. see that match right it wasn't very good because everybody in it was at the minimum of five years past their prime
0: But Ricky Choshu only, always reminds me now when, when he does pop up on New Japan of uh, Tony Green off Bullseye Like <laughs> right, with the air, with the air doing that <laughs>
1: <laughs> i can't imagine him like showing off the prizes. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> um uh but yeah like you think of the egos that are in that match and they did split team entrances for that match as well
0: who, who got to come out last
1: who uh Choshu came out last right yeah yeah uh Paul marafuji in this match though he's the 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 other victim of the gear bags going missing in yeah. His that, three that... quarter
0: length white cargo trousers. I would say three quarter length pants, They eh, were a thing back in the,
1: the in I don't even know if they're three quarters. They're like seven eights, aren't they? Yeah, like, yeah. When I was a kid, we would call them ankle swingers.
0: Ankle um, swingers, yeah. Yeah.
1: And they were like, that's how we would take the piss out of the kids who'd grown too fast for their school trousers, you know. <laughs> they'd ended up Half they were still mass. wearing last year's, but they'd grown four inches. Yeah.
0: yeah. Half mass cats died. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did. But is looking very young. Eh? I think he's only still forty, isn't he Forty. Now, uh,
1: yeah, I think he might be. Uh, I don't think he's tr- he's uh, tremendously old. Uh, Marufuji, forty two.
0: Forty two. Yeah. So I, f- I thought, buddy. which yeah, is which is very very
1: young, very young. Yeah. Very young,
0: very young. <laughs> um, what's it? Do uh, do d- 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 yeah, so uh, and then got, like Golshiasaki quite came out first, like in his uh, black yeah, yeah. He looks totally different to what he does nowadays with his bleached blonde the, hair. And
1: the guy now looks broken, like he suffered the same as Kabashi did, like going too hard. And he's basically yeah. had the same injuries as Kabashi had. Basically, the only thing he hasn't had is the cancer. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's, he's just it's just literally kept together with tape innit? it. Pretty much, yeah.
1: It's a shame because he's a tremendous wrestler.
0: Yeah.
1: Even even young here, he's good.
0: I think um, he was probably the one who got people into watching Noah again. Like his title run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then obviously the old blokes ruined it for everyone. (laughs) Uh, Commentary (laughs) mention here about the streamers coming in the ring for Kenta Kabashi and um, they called it a purple shower. I I did laugh, yeah. That sounds a bit dirty, doesn't it?
1: It does. It does. Uh, I did like Kabashi in his luxury hotel bathrobe entrance gear. <laughs> yeah. Like the kind of thing you get at a five-star hotel, and he's just like, oh, I'll have that, and I'll dye it purple and I'll wear it to the ring. <laughs> I bet it's really yeah. com- really warm and comfortable in that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And then out comes um, Mr. Misery's self, Mitsuharu Masawa.
1: Now, I- you call him Mr. But- Misery, but you catch him smiling at the beginning of this match.
0: Yeah. He's probably thinking, oh, I've, I've got to put my working boots on tonight. I think the times when we've reviewed the shows that he has been on um, mm. in the UK, I said he's a bit, yeah, he's not interested.
1: He, um, um, yeah, but, yeah, like he and Kobashi could have come in and half asked it, basically letting the younger guys do all the work and then just tag in for some strikes. Mm. But, like, they get pretty stuck in. Uh, and they look like they're enjoying... Them. Everybody in this match looks like they're enjoying themselves. Marafuji is having the time of his life being a little prick heel. He is a magnificent little shit in this match.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, this is... Um, I think Kabashi is, is,
0: ex- is excellent in this match.
1: Yeah, he's like he's trying, and I think it's because they haven't just been brought over for someone else's show it's not this is not just a paid gig yeah. this is like this has their company's name on it like they are they're wrestling on the same mat as they do in Japan mm. even if it's on you know Alex Shane's future shock ring um yeah. you know it like all the branding on this show is noah this is their company they are proud to work for this company and yeah. although obviously they're not what they were 10 years 15 years prior to this, I think Kobashi in particular puts in as much of a shift as he can.
0: Yeah. How, yeah. how long how long after this did it when did he retire, Kobashi? Uh,
1: that is a tremendous question. You're going to make me uh, click more things, aren't you? Because I think
0: he must have had like two or three more years and then called it. Uh,
1: so he was going until 2012
0: so another uh, four years then
1: yeah he was going until 2012 and then his final match was May 2013 uh, yeah. oh, Kent Kobashi, Junakiyama, Keiji Muto and Kensuke Sasaki against Goshizaki Kenta, Maybach Taniguchi and Yoshinobu Kanemaru Ah. Oh. We'll spot the jobber in that match.
0: <laughs> it's the third one on the uh, second team, isn't
1: it? Oh, Tanaguchi shit, he's terrible. He's never yeah. been good. Um, yeah, and then uh, I, the other thing was uh, when did Misawa? Christ, almost exactly a year after this match was when Misawa died. Misawa died. Yeah. yeah. So what's it? This was June twenty first, two thousand eight. Yeah, and Miss Noah died on uh, June the thirteenth,
0: two thousand and nine. Fucking hell!
1: Yeah, and that's like there's a there's a commentary bit in this where they're going, even when they're in wheelchairs at seventy five years old, they're still going to be yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, they'll be jousting in a nursing home, and I was like, oh, i only you knew. Yeah, it's so sad. Like that's a that it's only that that's like this horrible reminder of what happened. Mm. Yeah, I
0: think um, people. Uh, you know when Kabashi turned up on like some show last year, like I think some people were saying on Twitter, oh, he's going to make a comeback sometime? He won't make it? a he won't make
1: a comeback. But, um, so the Wrestle Universe promotions use him as kind
0: of like um, ambassador, like yeah, about- like
1: an ambassador, and as like he's he's like a seal of approval. So he will so, show so, up for the title so, matches.
0: Sort of when like Bret Hart turns up at a Red Pro show.
1: Yeah, yeah, he so he will come in. he did it for uh Tetsuya Endo beating uh Takeshita for the the DDT KOD Openweight title. He yeah. was kind of like the guy who reads the proclamation at the beginning. He does guest commentary on the main event uh, and then when Endo won, he presented him with the title belt. So it's like it's a seal of approval from a from a legend effectively. Yeah. That's how he's used these days. He does a lot of color commentary for DVD, uh, DVD DDT actually.
0: Yeah. Quite um, a question about the four pillars. Um, who would you, if you could rank them into like better no, number one, your bet, your favourite. Number four, your last. Who, who would you go?
1: So I um, mentioned this on one of the shows I did with Alan that uh, classic all Japan is a bit of a blind spot for me. Yeah. So I had like VHS tapes and stuff like the the peak of that was when I was twelve and thirteen years old. Uh, and although I like, I would get tapes. I had some matches on and realised that this was good. It didn't strike a chord with me the way the New Japan of the same era did. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't want Jamesy shouting at me for saying anything bad about Tawei. Um. I could probably back out of this by saying I'm not really qualified enough to make um uh, to make to make a judgment. Uh, but Kabashi and Kawada were my favourites. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I think when, like when we did the um, like old Japan watch, like couple about like, couple of year ago now, mm. and I think my my favorite ended up being uh, so I'd probably go Kabashi, Kawada Tawei ended up like one of my like, like one of my favorites over Mizawa.
1: I need to see more Tawe stuff. I need to. Yeah. I think I should probably rewatch some of that stuff with a more mature and developed wrestling brain if you like because yeah. like uh, uh, like at 13 years old what's going to be more exciting that uh, a grumpy man hitting somebody with a forearm or uh the guy in face paint on the other channel doing backflips off the top rope or the guy in the power rangers costume doing something called a shooting star press you know yeah uh, yeah it's it, it, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a blind spot that i'd like to fill in i think yeah
0: mm. anyway doesn't uh, mean i
1: didn't enjoy this though <laughs> oh
0: no oh no yeah. um back back to this uh, match um th- th- there's a spot where you know kabashi's got mizawa in the corner you know doing the doing the yeah. chops and mizawa turns it back and it d- does these uh, like four and crowd hate it and he the, gets, it he gets like two or, chops.
1: yeah he gets two or three in and kabashi spins it round again and the place goes crazy for it um yeah like they don't they don't phone it in they batter each other um uh and you get you get all possible combinations in this match it's not just like the young guys fight each other for most of it then the old lads tag in and do a little bit and then get out again i think i kind of think miss owl would have liked to have done that but was sort of forced to like turn back the clock and bring some of the old magic a little bit because you know you get you get a couple of tiger drivers out of him he takes a half nelson suplex which i wasn't expecting
0: and yeah he, uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: um uh there's i really do like uh kobashi and shizaki take great joy in basically beating up marafuji
0: oh yeah they kill him absolutely yeah me. they do oh.
1: there's some they have some hilarious double teams like um uh shizaki gets him in uh gets him in a surfboard and kabashi just wanders into the rink and chops him across the throat and gets out again <laughs>
0: yeah it's like proper, the proper old style like like on the old japan old old japan tags that's what they'd always do they'd always come in and like yeah. Them and
1: yeah and there's another one later on where um uh Marafuji comes running out of a corner at Go who's in the middle of the ring, who just picks him up and throws him at Kabashi, who's in the other corner, who just chops him out of the air, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: they get Kabashi like he really turned his career around by getting as much of his as he could out of a chop, but then that kind of like led to the downfall because it was it was messing up his arm, yeah, and or he'd he- already had he'd already had he'd come back from cancer and he'd had quadruple joint surgery at least once before this yeah
0: fucking hell
1: yeah it's amazing Um, amazing
0: that he was standing like yeah the sounds of that
1: Mm. i think the star of this match though is marafuji like he's loving being the heel um there's a great spot where he's um he's basically standing on shizaki's face in a corner in the corner and both the referee and Kobashi come over and he backs away goes behind the refs back Chops Kabashi on the back and then runs away and does Nollie Shuffle as he goes. Yeah, like he's having so much fun, getting you, just getting to be a little shit.
0: You, you can tell with Marafuji and Shirazaki that they these these lads are going to be like the future.
1: Yeah, I, I mean Marafuji had already been the future at that point. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was well established. Like he'd, um, you know, he'd been around in all Japan beforehand as well as I think he'd already been, oh no, I don't want to say anything because I'm going to get corrected, yelled at and corrected in the comments that go under this podcast. But yeah, he He'd certainly like, you know, he was, he, he was well established. Um, and like, so Misawa and Kabashi are known for their, um, known by their reputations by the crowd, even if they hadn't mm-hmm. seen them before, but both Shizaki and Marafuji had been over here before. And they mentioned on the commentary a match, um, uh, a match in Colchester that Marafuji had with Doug Williams uh, on an RQW taping, uh, which is a great match that doesn't exist in full anywhere as far as I can tell anymore. I used to have a copy and I don't know where it is because uh, I shot it. Um, yeah, so like uh, Marafuji's come over and done stuff before Shizaki did his little like mini excursion over here in the in the prayer. So like the crowd knows everybody going in. There's no there's no. Su- no surprises, mm. um, and I guess like <coughs> uh, Marafuji had maybe picked up a bit of how to work this kind of British crowd rather than just, you know, go in and do what we do do at and Hall every Friday night.
0: Yeah. Um. So, it, like later on in the match, there was there was a point where um, I think Shirzaki does like a thrust shop. Um I think he might have been to Marafuji, and uh, the referee is like one. Well, point nine now. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah it
0: take, like, the, take, takes an age with it.
1: Yeah, the 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 count isn't always constant. Let's say uh, yeah. I did notice that, but yeah, it's. Uh, I d- I mean, it doesn't really matter. This is still a this is still a good match, and like as we said, like the legends aren't coasting, and the young guys are the young guys are going for it. Yeah, Uh, uh perfectly sorry, uh, perfectly good main event.
0: Yeah, so like later on, Marafuji hit the slice bread, and then um he got he he hit the uh, fisherman Buster um to get the yeah
1: free. I think I think that's called pole shift, uh so it's lifted up like a fisherman Buster and then dropped into a falcon arrow
0: yeah yeah, um to get to get the free count about twenty twenty some minutes yeah worthy main event
1: yeah I don't think anybody can come away from this show no matter what level of ticket you bought or if you bought the DVD. Like you, you can't say you don't get your money's worth with this show at all.
0: I, I, I still think it's um, like in conclusion, it's still one of the one of my most favourite shows live. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can
1: understand. that. If I could remember more about it, I'd probably agree.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, it, but see that back that time, I wasn't like going to Brit British wrestling, so like, this is like man and just one or two. Big trips, yeah. big trips of the year. So we didn't, you know. I think we probably liked it more than because we didn't, didn't, didn't see a lot of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was more of more of the special treat than the everyday, I guess.
0: Yeah. Whereas net, now, even though, yeah, we we're not really going to wrestling shows. Um, mm. Yeah, we just just going every week. It just sort of like dilutes it a lot. Yeah. But um, Noah would would return in. I think it's uh, 2011. They returned for like a two, yeah. Two so they nine. did.
1: Um, they did, this was this. I was trying to work out why this was called Night One, uh, and they did a joint show with WXW the next day in Germany. Yeah. And then they come back in 2011 for two shows. One at um, uh, and Civic Hall, and, and then I can't the Wolverhampton. other one Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton.
0: Wolverhampton Civic Hall. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I went to. It was the same night Azerbaijan won at Eurovision. <laughs> that's where I got my raffle money back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, we ended up going to, buddy, um, sometime we'll probably review this show, but um, we ended up going to, like, an indie night, at mm-hmm. uh, the, the Wolves Civic, which is next door to the venue in ran. and, God, they were terrible. You know, checking you for knives and everything when you're walking in. And oh,
1: just like York Hall,
0: <laughs> just like York Hall. And I think we ended up spending about half an hour there. We paid a tenner to get in. Jeff mm. fell asleep again. Um, <laughs> so we just we were just buggered off back to the hotel.
1: that's but a it's... sign of that's the, that's the sign, isn't it? That your your show isn't working if Jeff nods off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Within half an hour.
0: Yeah um but yeah no no um i doubt we'll ever see him over here again
1: uh probably not no i don't think so like they might once things open up more they might send people over for excursions and stuff um you might get you know tours by one or two people but um the um, I mean, it would be nice if people did, but the days of a a whole Japanese company coming over are done for the foreseeable, I think. Yeah. And we got really lucky, you know. Imagine living in a, a a country where, like, you, if we were Spanish, you know, we don't get we don't. Noah didn't come and put on a show in Barcelona, and uh, you know, we didn't get Dragon Gate coming over three or four years in a row and that kind of thing, you know. We have to realize,
0: like Ring of Honor. Yeah, exactly. We have to
1: realize, like how lucky we have been at various points to be wrestling fans in the UK, to have, you know, aside from WWE, like to like to be a hotbed and have Ring of Honor and Noah and Dragon Gate, uh, like putting on authentic TNA, TNA, putting on authentic TNA, did their biggest ever crowd in the UK.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, and I I think the only other company that's going to do it is AEW. When yeah. Tony finally gets uh, gets the the booking sheet for Craven Cottage and finds a date that he can, that he can. Well,
0: book. they all said they all said it'll be fitted around like the uh, once the fixture calendar comes out for Fulham, mm. and what have you, but that's usually about end of June, early July when the uh, mm. when the fixtures come out.
1: Yeah, I don't think Tony's big announcement on Rampay on uh, Dynamite next week is going to be we're
0: going to England. No, they said it's um, a New Japan joint show.
1: Yeah, the the rumour I heard was a New Japan joint show. The other thing that would make sense around this sort of time is announcing maybe that Bret Hart will present the Owen Cup to the winners of those tournaments.
0: Yeah, he's he's finally got the love letters from everyone on the roster doing his manoeuvres.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they couldn't hint much louder that Bret Hart will be coming in at some point, could they?
0: Yeah. Mm. So the, the, there you go. Um, mm. What did you think? Did you enjoy the show overall?
1: Yeah, overall, like I, was, I was mostly critical of my own work that, you know, a merchandise didn't, didn't uh, uh, tidy up before it went out on DVD. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like you can't, for the most part, you can't fault the wrestling on this show. Uh, the worst match on the show isn't the worst match I've ever seen in my life the best match on this show is fantastic and worth watching just for that match i think yeah um uh and then like there's a whole host of like the main event's very good and the, there's a bunch of um there's a bunch of good wrestling in all the other matches as well yeah it's absolutely worth seeking out definitely
0: yeah. really good free hour show
1: yeah
0: it, it, um the review we got from jeff was the first two matches were shit. <laughs> um, the, the the other couple after that, uh, they were all right. Fuck this, I'm going for a pint. Uh, <laughs> in in summary, uh, the, those very,
1: were our very, Jeff spots. A very Jeff
0: S- review. Oh yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, any plugs, Kieran? Uh, you do many podcasts nowadays.
1: <laughs> uh, so I personally on Twitter am at Kieran Edits. Um, I if you haven't heard enough of me i have done two shows recently on uh, pw torch vip with alan forrell his prores paradise show we did a show about big van vader because Ooh. he is going through he's he's this is his 30th year as a wrestling fan and he is doing a 34l30 where he's just getting a bunch of his mates and his uh, and and people to come on and talk about like one of his 30 favorite wrestlers, like 30 people that have made a real impact on his fandom. Uh, and I noticed that nobody had chosen Vader. Like, Vader is one of my all-time favorites. So we watched a whole bunch of Vader matches and talked about those for a couple of hours. Uh, I am also one half of uh, DD Teach with Mark Buckle D. Uh, and Mark and I also went on a show with Alan where we talked about Corican Hall. Uh, DD Teach comes out every month, and it's the format is basically... I'm a newbie when it comes to DDT. Uh, Mark has been watching for 15 years, so uh, knows quite a lot about the company and is shit hot on research. Uh, and uh, each month he teaches me something about the promotion. And we, through that, we teach you. We teach uh, other uh, people who might be new to DDT. So we've done shows on Konosuke uh, Takeshita. Uh, we've done some show, some some event review shows. Um, uh, the next one we will be doing should be out at the end of this month, and I'm going to curse it by saying now it's currently planned to be the championships of DDT. Um, and the other thing I should probably plug while I'm here, because it's been plugged on every fucking wrestling po- podcast going, is Must See Matches, which is Mark's project, uh, where he put the call out to Twitter to um, send send a list of between 1 and 25 matches that you think other wrestling fans must see. Um, he has brought me on board to help him out with that now. So all the data is in. Um, we have a spreadsheet of 1,065 individual matches, I do believe, that or each that got at least one nomination.
0: Is, is Daddy versus Haystacks on there?
1: <laughs> I think there is at least one Daddy versus Haystacks match. That's probably from um,
0: Cheap Shot, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> I will not Liberty to disclose that. That falls under GDPR. Um, so basically... <laughs> Uh, he has gone and found all the details of it, every match. I'm kind of double checking his work, if you like, and being a second pair of eyes on it, and uh, nosing around like I did some real deep digging on the internet the other, the other day for some really obscure stuff that's been nominated but isn't on Cage Match. Um, and uh, keep your eye and ear on at Must See Matches on Twitter uh, because uh, coming up soon in the next. We want to do it within the next month. Uh, that will be the next. We haven't just stolen your data. We haven't just stolen your nominations. Um, within the next month, we will start releasing that data and what we're what we're going to do with it. Um, but it's a it's a really interesting project. Um,
0: Are you going to be doing any like podcasts about it? Or uh,
1: that remains to be seen. We will make announcements at the time.
0: Right. Okay. Cheers. Um, you can, um, well, what plugs have I got? Well, you can follow us at uh, GCP Podcast One on Twitter. Follow me at Part 3 on Twitter. Um, recently, uh, I've been on uh, Grapple Spotlight going through the uh, WrestleMania weekend with JP and Benno. Um, that was also- a fun
1: show. I enjoyed listening to that.
0: Yeah. No, it was no good to do. Um, and also, I think the live recording of our show in Leeds um, is on the Grapple Patreon. So go and give that a listen. And m- listen to my uh, raffle drawing, uh, <laughs> professional. Uh, as well, been on a British Wrestling Experience with Martin and Benno as we go through uh, the last month in, uh, in Brit Rest, including the like, 1PW progress and uh, much more.
1: I thought by um, last month you meant final month in Brit Rest. like British wrestling was shutting down as of this month.
0: Well, might, might, might as well, have been One day. Um, next time uh, we've got coming up on this podcast, we've got a review of WCW Uncensored 2000 with uh, the one and only Chris Wilson. <laughs> you um,
1: like to treat Chris, don't you? <laughs> oh,
0: hey, I tell you what, it's WCW <laughs> 2000, buddy. run fuck me. It's a, uh, the the Untensored Two Thousand's the one with the uh, Yappa Pie Strap Match.
1: Oh, the Apple Pie Strap Match.
0: The <laughs> Apple Pie Strap Match with Hogan and Flair in the main event.
1: Oh god. Oh, okay.
0: Wow. And then and then we have got to watch uh, Spring Stampede Two Thousand. That's the Russo Russo and Bischoff era starts then.
1: And you're watching all the TVs in between as well, aren't you? Like the um, context of these things. So like. Yeah, your brain yeah. must be scrap. I'm amazed you can speak coherently, like because none of that stuff makes any sense.
0: No, it's about bloody—I don't know—about eight episodes, of like in just taking the main things out of it. I have about ten pages of like A five written, <laughs> just like just go, to it, keep it, track it, of what
1: it, the hell's going on.
0: Yeah, to figure mm. what's going on. I mean, on the last on the last bloody thing. This fucking what is it now? Norman Smiley versus a wrestler called the Dog. Al Green. Al Green, yeah,
1: yeah, not the singer, the uh, Kevin Nash's old tag partner. Yeah, he was around
0: for ages in loads
1: of different guises, and he was always shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, they sort of use him for a couple of weeks, and then weird, just dies off. But yeah, now that we've got we've got that uh, coming up, and we're also going to a live show as well. Red Pro um, in Sheffield on the 1st of May, so uh, we shall be there. But, as ever, cheers, Kieran, Much appreciated. No worries. It's always fun. Great stuff. See you next time, folks. Bye.